When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is supposed to be about Ben Roethlisberger. All of this. All of this. This whole scene here last night in Kansas City. I got to tell you, I'm looking in a different direction here. I'm looking at TJ Watt. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into Hockey and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. Chiefs 42, Steelers 21. Not a soul in this solar system could be surprised by that outcome nor the scope of that outcome. This is the way it was supposed to be. This is the way it was. Ben is done, as he made clearer than ever. And this offense has holes so much greater than just quarterback. As this latest and final debacle made excruciatingly clear with one of the most embarrassing, if not the most embarrassing offensive playoff performance in franchise history. And the defense has some Improvements to make as well. But it's about TJ. It's about TJ. All of that is about TJ. Let me tell you one thing about team sports from a lifetime of covering them at all levels. When you have a truly special talent in your midst, Regardless of the game, regardless of the position, when you have a truly special talent, a generational talent, a Hall of Fame level talent, one who right now is the best defensive player on the planet and arguably has been that over the body of the past three years, you are not rebuilding. Not in the truest sense of the term, anyway. You are working to reload as quickly as possible, as efficiently and smartly as possible around that extraordinary individual. And you are aiming for championships. And the fact that the Steelers play in the one league in North America where you can reload arguably faster than any other, I can't make this point strongly enough. There is no rebuild when it comes to this team. That said, there's a whole lot of reloading they need to do. 
This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. What's the difference between a rebuild and a reload? It can sound like semantics. You know, uh, my rebuild can be your reload and vice versa. When I think of a rebuild, I think of blowing it up and going with kids, you know, building with a certain age group, allowing them to grow and mature together and become winners. You know, it, it would probably be more in line with what we've just seen happen over the last two, three years, even with the Bengals. Um, yeah, they've added some free agents and so forth, but they got Joe Burrow, they got Jamar Chase, they got other people to come in uh, and compliment them. But that's more of a rebuild. It's it's an it's the thing to be honest with you that makes Cincinnati that much scarier now and into the futures. They look like they're going to be good unless they mess it up for the next half decade or so. So what has to happen? What really has to happen in Pittsburgh to constitute a reload? Well, for me, there are a couple of pieces that need to be taken care of on the defensive side of the ball, although they were anything but to blame, which I know sounds crazy when you give up 42 points for this game here last night. They really need to figure out what they're doing at inside linebacker because almost no one who holds down a spot there should be holding down a spot there. And I am not at all comforted by the fact that Devin Bush will just magically have his knee heal up and this will all have been some kind of anomaly. He just doesn't look like a very good football player. Now, I'd go further and talk about the defensive line. We just don't know what's going to happen with Stefan Tuitt. He might retire for all we know. Tyson Alualu might retire. In which case, Cam Hayward will still be left with the same status he held for the bulk of this season, which was one-man defensive line. TJ was asked himself after this game what he thinks the defense needs to do to get back to where it was. Oh, we need to get back to stopping the run first and foremost. And then, um, like I said, it all comes down to getting off the field, containing the quarterback, all the basic principles of being an excellent defense. Um, we just got to get back to it. He didn't exactly hesitate with that answer. I'm here to tell you. Okay. It came right out of his mouth. Got to stop the run. He didn't exempt himself, nor should he have. And he and Alex Highsmith and all the other outside linebackers are part of run defense. But he knows. They all know. That's a reload. I don't want to make it sound easy. It's not. You don't snap your finger and find two inside linebackers and two down linemen who can have an impact and turn your defense back into what it was a couple of years ago when it was, if not the number one defense in the NFL, certainly the one that was the most aggressive and the one that came away with the most takeaways. But the other side of the ball, the other side, this is where you really get into rebuild versus reload. Because the Steelers aren't going to just have Joe Burrow 
land in their lap. They don't have the number one overall pick, and if they did, there isn't a number one overall level quarterback to be drafted. So they can't take the fairy tale route. I know a lot of people are looking at, you know, this quarterback or that quarterback. Uh, Kenny Pickett from Pitt comes up a lot just because there are people who would have paid attention to how he and the Panthers did this past season. Uh, it, it, there's no fairy tale coming. Everything I'm hearing from the inside strongly suggests the Steelers are going to go find a veteran quarterback, have that veteran quarterback come in in some form or fashion and compete with Mason Rudolph. Now, if it's a quarterback along the lines of Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or whatever, that competition will be very short-lived and in name only. But there's nothing about moving up in the draft or plotting and planning for Pickett or anything like that. That's not the thought process. And you know what? It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Because you don't know when you're going to have another what. You don't waste players like that. Those of us who are old enough will remember that the Steelers did in ways, waste Rod Woodson, one of the better defensive backs in the history of this sport, someone who could change games by himself in his prime. TJ has a greater impact on games, and I say this respectfully, than Woodson ever did. TJ is special. TJ went into this game against the most high-powered offense in all of football, and all he did was deflect a pass for an interception and return a scoop and score for the Steelers' first touchdown. That's that's all. That's all. That's He's mind-boggling at times. And he shows no sign whatsoever of being on anything remotely resembling some descent. He's the player that you build around. And you do that through a hard reload. And you do that in large part in ways that this management has never done before. And that's by spending all that cap space that they've got sitting there for next year. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and that's brought to you Always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do. It's important to them that when they make you a promise, they keep that promise. And this law firm has been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them at lgkg.com. And today's J1Q comes from Nick Tadero, who writes, 
I have a J1Q4UDK. It's reflection time now, and we can talk about the future of the team and the coordinators maybe on Tuesday. But what's your favorite memory of Ben on the field and off? I listen to your podcast every morning. Thank you. It's a great product. I appreciate that, Nick. Favorite memory of Ben? Um, you know, I, I, I have a couple. Um, and I'll, I'll share them here. One was when we were in London and the Steelers had started the season 0-4 right there at Wembley Stadium by losing to the Vikings. And it was in large part because the offense was just awful. I mean, they just couldn't move the ball. And he was just stunned. And I'm trying to apply that term literally. His shock that was visible on his face, the low voice with which he spoke when he was surrounded by uh, all of those star players at Troy Palomalo, Aaron Smith, and those guys, you know, such an outstanding roster that they had. And here they were 0 4. And I'll just never forget how he took that level of failure, something he'd never experienced in his life, if you think about it, at any level. And they tell you, it's a common thing that you hear in in sports, that you learn more about people from how they respond to failure than how they respond to success. And the team went on to finish 500 that year. It was 8-8, eight eight, which I still consider to be one of the most remarkable seasons that I've covered in that regard alone. And Ben was a big, big part of that. And I can only imagine what all was going through his head that day as he answered those questions. But that leaped out at me. This was someone who was born to win and couldn't even fathom failure of that kind. That was in 2013, of course. About three years later, there was a national reporter who was spreading stuff about Bruce Arians, who Ben has always considered to be a dear friend and did while Bruce was here. Ben wanted to go after this guy and his reporting, I should say, in a way that didn't necessarily kick up a a dust storm about him, but that he'd make his point about Bruce. And he called me over to his stall one day. It was after a game. And understanding, to an extent, to a reasonable extent, how business works on our end, gave me some information that would allow me to make a case that was pretty solid in Bruce's defense and at the same time uh, chipping away at the credibility of the report. Something he didn't have to do. Uh, Something he could just as easily have said, hey, listen, man, you know, this is out of my control. People will say stuff. People will write stuff. Uh, And he could have told the same thing to Bruce. He didn't do that. He wanted to go to bat for him. And the third one that I'm going to give you happened right here last night. Listen to Ben Roethlisberger getting emotional about 
what the Steelers have meant to him and how he hopes that that can continue to get passed down through future player generations? I don't know. I mean, I've been here a long time, um, and it's been a lot of fun. Like I said, God has blessed me. Um, you know, we, we joke a lot, you know, about the Browns and then going there, but it was it was meant to be that I was going to wear black and gold. Um, draft day, I had a black suit on with a gold tie. I mean, um, I'm just I'm just so thankful. I hope that that I'm able to pass the legacy of what it is to be a Steeler um, from. Get with Dan Rooney, you know, and so we we all miss him. Anyone that knew him misses him, and so it's just um, hopefully I could pass some of that on to some of the guys, and it can continue the, the tradition of what it means to be a Steeler and get passed down. Was that important to you this year? Did you try to do that more to pass that legacy? Yeah, I mean not just this year, but but whenever you get a bunch of new guys, once you start to lose some of the the, the old regime, if you will, you got to find ways to pass it down. And we've got some guys in there that will continue to do that. You know, I gave Cam a big hug and and told him it's on him now. It's his, his job to pass it down and to to keep teaching and, um, and and holding guys to the to the Pittsburgh standard. I don't know if it would have come across on the audio, but Ben uh, barely made it through mentioning the late Mr. Rooney. The two of them were pretty close. And I don't have a better way to finish this particular episode. We will have another one tomorrow. And we will have another one, by the way, all through the offseason. This is not something that I just do in season. Daily Shot of Steelers means daily. Thank you so much for listening.